Sasha. Hey, Courtney. How many tickles does an octopus need before it laughs? I don't know. How many? Tentacles. Ah! Oh. <laughs> it's a spoop on a minisode. Welcome back to Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This is Sasha. This is Courtney. I thought you guys said that if you were going to do every other week, you wouldn't do mini episodes anymore. Yes, but I fucked up the scheduling, so <laughs> it's, it's either okay. this or you get a no episode at all. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I think our listeners are grateful for any amount of content. That's true. I often and like we to... are grateful for them. Yes. It's more indicative of my thought process that I assume everyone is immediately hostile to me, like, oh, changing the no. routine. But y'all are really understanding, so you're probably like, good for you guys. But yeah, yeah. in short. Oh, did we introduce ourselves? That one's no. Sasha. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. That, did you, we do that part? Yeah. I, we did that I'm part. Going, I, you, my brain yeah, is... we did, what we didn't do was I, I was trying to segue into find us on yes. social media at Spoop Hour on Instagram and Twitter and email us at spoopbar@gmail.com. Why are we doing the mini-sode? Well, because my best mom in the entire world, my mom, is coming for a visit <laughs> at time of recording tomorrow when you're listening to this a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> but... Because of that, you know, we're not going to be able to do our regular recording the weekend before the episode. Actually, more than a week ago. Yeah, like like of, nine days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Recently, my mom visited. Recently. So because of that and because of Fourth of July stuff, we are And record- also, a wet, for me, it's a wedding and someone's surprise engagement that they Yay. don't know about yet. Ha, 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 ha. Hopefully it actually happens, because if not, I'm going to have to cut that part from the episode before it goes oh, up on the Tuesday. it is going to happen. Okay. My, my, my friend who's doing it is a planner. Oh, okay, like so it's definitely happening. Very, it's definitely happening. Okay, yeah. well, congratulations on your recent engagement, that friend. Friend. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very busy so, for yeah, the next week or so. We're surprisingly busy. If I had been more on top of things and had my poop more in a group during our off week between the most recent two episodes, I would have been like, oh, hey, these things are coming up. What if we just record an episode this weekend and bank it? But I didn't do that, so here we are. <laughs> here we are, and it's okay. So, yeah, it's okay. So we're going to do a real quick and easy mini-sode. goes down real smooth. We've done a couple episodes that have gone a little bit longer than an hour recently, so, you know, consider this averaging out to make it actually spoop hour, not like spoop hour and eight minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, if we look at how many episodes we've actually recorded and look at like how many minutes each one is and then average them, I'm sure yeah. each one will literally average out to an hour. Yeah, Apple Podcasts does that where it's like average episode runtime. And there was like one glorious week where it was like spoop hour, actual episode runtime. And it was genuinely like 59 minutes and 58 seconds. And I was like, oh, spoop wow. actually an hour. But then 100%, we have since blown that out of the water. We are for sure probably averaging, I would guess, at like an hour and six minutes. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. Cool. Anyway, we're just going to do a mini, so we still want to talk to y'all. It's just life stuff. So, yeah. did anything spooky happen to you since we last recorded, which was like five days ago, but this week? So, it's not so much spooky, but in terms of like mad scientist type things. Love it. I have successfully made fermented soybeans. Yay! I'm so excited! Yeah, the first batch was bad and it didn't work, and I cried because of food waste, but then Courtney gave me a pep talk about giving all the critters and organisms and stuff that break down the foods 
I'm giving them food. I'm They're giving them be meals. So excited. It's They're going to be, be like so excited to eat beef. stinky, stinky, stinky beans. They're going to be like, oh shit, we get the stinky beans. Um, yeah. Nom, 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 nom. But the second batch worked perfectly. So now it's all in jars and it's in the freezer to keep, well, like basically to temper the fermenting process. Mm-hmm. Like I could have put it in the fridge or the freezer. They basically said either one works. But just to like knock out the rest of the ammonia smell. And then I'm going to have lots of natto. Yay! I'm not sure. And I mean, I still have like, because I accidentally back in January ordered a 13 pound sack of soybeans. We've all been there. We've all been there. That's how I ended up with 1,800 cupcake liners. Where you misread the product description or you miscalculate how much you think you need. And you're like, oh, well, I need exactly this much for this kind of thing. So if I get this much, then it's economically you know, better this way. But you don't really think about how big of a bag 13 pounds of soybeans is. Mm-hmm. Because soybeans, when they're dry and small... Are very light. <laughs> but I also got stuff this week to, I got coagulant so I can make tofu. Oh. So really, we're just doing some food experiments up in here. Spooky. Otherwise, nothing that spooky. Just exciting that I was able to ferment something successfully. Very exciting. Congratulations, mad scientist oh, Sasha. also, I went to the dentist for the first time since before the pandemic. That's, I haven't done that yet. I'm yeah. not emotionally ready to, but I will. I'll go mm-hmm. back. Yeah, I I wasn't emotionally ready to, but I knew I needed to get it done sooner rather than later yeah. because it's been since like September 2019. Oh uh, yeah, I, I my six month uh, appointment was, was right like, when the pandemic started, yeah. and then my dentist never rescheduled, and yeah. also I don't like that office anymore because they're a bunch of doo doo heads. Ah. And I found a new dentist, and they were pretty cool today. Nice. So I, I made my six month appointment. So yeah. as long as as long as everything is okay and we're all vaccinated yeah it's fine yeah Yeah, like i i literally had my gum graft like you guys remember my gum graft because Mm -hmm. we didn't record an episode because i was like oh it's really hard for me to talk so i can't talk for an hour but i had that like three weeks before the pandemic started and then my two-week appointment to check that everything was healing okay and like get my stitches out and everything was like right before the pandemic started Mm -hmm. so like I was good on that until my six-month appointment, which was up in, like, August. And then they were like, we're not ready for you to come in yet. We'll contact you when we're we're ready to schedule you. And then they contacted me in, like, November. And they're like, we're ready to schedule you. And I'm like, I am not ready to be scheduled. So I will contact you when I am ready. (laughs) Yep. Going to the dentist is hard right now. I mean, it's kind of hard in general, but it's especially hard right now. My mom's been having a series of oral surgeries Ooh. off and on for the last like two or three years while the shitty doo-doo head dentistry office has been trying to figure out like what's going on with Ugh. that and they keep making missteps and missteps and my mom will be like are you sure about that and they're like yeah we're sure about that and then she t- consults someone else and they're like you shouldn't do that and then the d- uh, dentist is like fuck all y'all I'm gonna do it and then so anyway that's been going on forever yeah. and so even during the pandemic and it's like I've been so stressed out for her. Yeah. Anyway. New dentist time, IML. New dentist, yeah. <laughs> Does well, your mom want my mom to take a look at it? My mom works in dentistry. If, if your mom can figure out how to fix a bunch of messed up bone grafts from this oh, other dentist, no. then, yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Those are yeah. hard to fix. Yeah. Well, and then it's, it's there's some malpractice stuff in there, too. Oh, so exciting. I'm just, yeah. I'm sorry. So, the spookiest thing of all, malpractice. Malpractice. What could be spookier? 
yeah. So tell me about your spooky thing, because yours is also medical adjacent. Yes. So I'll tell a medical one, and then I'll tell a fun one related to your soybean experiments. Yay. Well, kind of related. So the scary <laughs> medical one is I went to an ENT recently, because I've been having sinus issues, which I'm sure you all have heard, because you mm-hmm. listened to my voice for like an hour at a time. And while I was there, my ENT was like, oh, yeah, you're, basically your problem is your septum is too straight. Like, and you're, when you spritz medicine up there, you're doing it wrong. Because if your septum were crooked, it would be fine. But your septum isn't. So it's just going down the back of your throat. You're not having the medicine work. So try, mm. like, spraying it so the medicine actually works and you'll be fine. I'm like, great. And while I was there, she was doing, like, standard ENT checks. And she goes, yeah. hmm, did you, you're, you, you've got a bumpy thyroid. Did you know that? And I'm like... No. She goes, okay, because you got a lump right here. And I'm like, okay. And so then she was like, anyway, we're going to order an ultrasound on this lump. It's not related to your sinus issue at all. It's just, you know, it's better to get, she's like, basically for women and AFAB people, is mm-hmm. it AFAB or do you say AFAB? In my head, Either I always way. read it AFAB. Yeah. Anyway, so for women and AFAB people, it's very common to get like, nodules on your thyroid that Mm -hmm. aren't anything like 90% of the time it's nothing it's just like a weird bump that your body Mm -hmm. does but it's good to get a record of it just in case like someday it starts misbehaving or you know Mm -hmm. someday it gets bigger or whatever so I was like okay I guess we'll, we'll go get this ultrasound and so I went today to get the ultrasound which is you know in general very scary I'm a big weenie about medical anything because my brain is always like you're dying yeah. It's already too late for you. You may have been dead for six weeks already. Oh. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and, like, I've been remarkably chill about it, I think, because my mom is coming. So I'm like, my mommy's coming. coming. I haven't seen her yeah. in a year and a half. I'm so excited. So I didn't think about it. But then I was lying on the table. They put the warm ultrasound goop on my neck. She has me turn and look to the left because it's on the right side. She sticks the thing on my, you know, the right side of my neck. And we were there for a long time. And, like, I've had other parts of my body ultrasounded before, and we've never spent that long doing it. So I was like, uh-oh. And so <laughs> then I low-key started freaking out. It's, like, dark and cool. Hilariously, my ultrasound technician was also named Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey! This <laughs> Spider-Man meme. But, you know, I we say, stayed... Was she born in the 90s? In the I late assume, 80s? Honestly, she... Not like she looked like she was, because everybody who yeah. was named Courtney was born, like, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And so, you know, she takes a bunch of pictures, takes a ton of pictures, genuinely like 15 minutes of taking pictures. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is a long time. And then, you know, we pivot my head, we take pictures on the other side, we take pictures, whatever. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go talk to the radiologist and then I will come back and let you know what we're doing. And I'm like, okay. She leaves the room. She comes back and she's like, okay, you can go home now. And I'm like, but like, what's, what's the deal with my bump? Like, what's what's the deal with that? And she goes, oh, I can't tell you. They don't, they don't let me tell you, but your doctor will follow up either tomorrow or on Monday. And I'm like, okay. And they posted my test results to like my online like patient mm-hmm. account. And it says it's a mildly suspicious cyst. And I don't super know what the rest of the medical jargon means. I think it means I'm probably fine. They're just going to, like, keep an eye on it and make sure it doesn't get bigger over the next year. If it were something really bad, I feel like they would have, like, whisked me off for, like, testing and stuff. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. They were just like, have a great day. So I got some emotional support mac and cheese and, like, just went home. Noodles and Company? Yep. Yep. (laughs) We went to when we had that Noodles and Company date, the one on Duke Street. 
So yeah, I got my oh. mac and cheese. So I am here just, to, you know, it's a spooky thing. I'm probably fine. My mom, who is for sure listening to this episode, having just visited me, is like, I told you it was nothing. You don't need to worry about it. And I know yeah. probably it's nothing and they, they, w- they would have made a bigger deal if it were something. But it is, you know, a scary thing. So if you have a lump on your thyroid or if your thyroid has never been checked, particularly if you are a woman or an AFAB person, go ahead and talk to your doctor about getting your thyroid felt up. Quick and painless. They pour some goop on your neck, and then, yeah, get it on the record. That's important. Now, Yay. that was my scary medical thing. A fun food science mystery. A donut mysteriously appeared in my backyard. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, I looked in the backyard one day, and there was a donut. And I did solve the mystery. So our next door neighbor, for some reason, I don't know if they just weren't thinking about squirrels or if they were just like, this is a fine place. They put a box of like grocery store donuts out on their patio. And I make the point of mentioning grocery store donuts because if they were like good donuts from like district donut, I would have for sure just like rehomed them. Mm-hmm. But they were grocery store donuts. They left them on like, they have a shed. They left them on the roof of their shed in their backyard for like four days. And on the fourth day, squirrels were like, why, hello there, feast. And they got into them. And then apparently one of the squirrels grabbed a whole ass donut and tried to travel with it across the fence and fucked up in some way and dropped the whole ass donut in my backyard. Oh, my God. So there's, there was just like a whole donut there for only a couple hours because then the birds found it. and The birds were like, this is the best day ever. We get a whole yeah. donut. So, yeah, that was the mystery donut in my backyard. So, Amazing. Yeah, those are the two spooky things that happened to me. Cool. So, yeah. Get your thyroids checked. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> the joke that I thought of to call this episode is mm-hmm. things that go lump in the night. Ah! Get it? Because I have do a lump it. in my thyroid. <laughs> my wonderful partner, who is just a delightful human person, has been calling me Lumpy Space Princess. And that's obviously what my... I love LSP. Yeah, that's what my thyroid is, is a Lumpy Space Princess. So you may address all communications to me from now on as Lumpy Space Princess. Aww. So in this mini-sode, we're not just talking about weird medical shit and weird body shit and weird food shit. What else are we talking about? Cephalopod week! Yay! Cephalopods! So, Science Friday's podcast on public radio is doing a whole bunch of stuff. Definitely recommend checking out all of their little short audio shorts and stuff. They do little quizzes, they do little featurettes and stuff, but if you look up just hashtag Cephalopod Week on Twitter even, you'll get, you know, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and a bunch of different aquariums, you know, nationally and museums and scientists and all kinds of people just tweeting about cool cephalopod facts. (laughs) And it's awesome. Science Friday is having a snack it bracket I, but of you know, honestly, it's it's just a bracket. But anything as a bracket just reminds me of a snacket. But a they're having a cephalopod snack, uh, cephalopod snacket, cephalopod bracket that currently is in its 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 final final tier, final round, final round, and it's the Nautilus versus the was it the flamboyant, like color changing, color changing cuttlefish, cuttlefish, yeah. Personally, I'm on Team Cuttlefish for this. Cause I think I am also on Team Cuttlefish. Like, the Nautilus, Nautilus is, is pretty cool, but so like cool, the but Cuttlefish... Cuttlefish. It's an icon, you know? Iconic. You can't, you can't argue with it. Yeah. And what makes this a spoop hour topic is in one of their promotional materials, they refer to the Cuttlefish as a trickster. 
Mm-hmm. And I saw it when Sasha sent it to me, and I was like, oh, okay. So who at Science Daily listens to Spoop Hour? Identify yourself. Yeah. Also, recently, somebody at Pocket, because obviously I was Googling tricksters, but it was a recent mm-hmm. article about tricksters came yeah. up as a suggested article for me. So Yeah, and it was from, that one was from a Smithsonian. Yeah, yeah, so Smithsonian and Science Friday. Yeah. We're fans of you guys. You guys probably listen to our podcast, Yeah, too. like, we're on to you, Maybe so, like, identify you. yourselves. <laughs> we'll do free promo. It's kind of it's like that thing where, like, Ants and A Bug's Life came out. Yes. Or, you know, like, when you accidentally have, like, two the, films. A very similar idea at the very, same time. Yeah. Yeah. It really, we're all, that, I mean. It's, it's that, like, it's, like, the phenomenon where, like, people have parallel lives. Mm-hmm. And so you see it with, like, sometimes it's, like, twins separated at birth. Like, yeah. I had this book growing up. Other than, I know I've talked about True Tales of Animal Heroes before on this podcast. <laughs> I don't remember if I talked about, it was called, I think, Could It Be True? Mm-hmm. Something like that. It was essentially beyond belief, fact, or fiction, but a book version. And one of the stories in there was about these girls who went on a skiing trip separately, and then one of them got injured, like, broke one of her legs, and then the other one got injured, broke the other leg, and it was only because they were in the hospital at the same time, and they had the opposite broken legs that they found out they were identical twins separated at birth. So it's, like, that kind of thing. And, like, they had very similar names, even though they were blindly adopted by different families. They were raised on opposite sides of the country, but they had, like, all the same likes and dislikes. They had all these, like, same weird things, and they broke their legs at the same time, just the opposite legs. It's like that. But I know, I remember from AP Psych, brag, I was in AP Psych. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I don't know why I don't just call it my psych class in high school. I took a psych class in high school. In that class... We were talking about that phenomenon with, like, separated at birth twins who turn out being, like, the same person. hmm And unfortunately, and also fortunately, because it's fucking weird, people who aren't related, who aren't twins separated at birth, that happens sometimes in pairs, too. Oh. So it'll be, like, two people who have, like, the same name who look very similar, same likes and dislikes. Like, the example they gave was, like, you know, this guy named Herman and this guy named Herman. They're both, like, telephone line repairmen. They grew up on opposite sides of the country, but all of their likes and dislikes are the same. They always eat the same thing for lunch, all of that. And it's just a weird coincidence. It's that phenomenon. That's so weird. It's so weird. I wish I remembered what that phenomenon was called. But it's, like, I'm going to Google people who have identical lives and don't know it. Because we've done spooky gym, or spooky gym twins. We've done spooky twins before. Yeah. Ah, here it is. Women's Health Mag. Scientists explain how total strangers can pass for, for twins. So it's basically doppelgangers, like, essentially being a real thing. And so, according to the executive vice president of the American Society of Human Genetics, any two people taken at randomly are going to share about 99.5% of their gene sequence. So it's the scientific reason for why someone you don't know who's not related to you could look very similar to you. Because from like a scientific perspective, very little in your DNA is different from any other humans. Oh, that's so weird. So like there's only like 0.5% of what makes you you that could differ from somebody else just because of the way genetic makeup works. Yeah. So of that remaining half a percent, there are 16 million base pairs of DNA, which is where you get, quote, an enormous amount of individual variation. And this is all from womenshealthmagazine.com. <sighs> so basically, 
It's only half a percent, and literally everybody who has the human being genome has that half a percent. So even when you have 16 million base pairs and there's like a ton of individual variation, random Uh chance indicates there's a possibility that their switches are going to turn exactly the same way yours do. That's bananas. So identical twins have identical or nearly identical DNA, but siblings share half of that half remaining percent. So like 0.25% of that... DNA structure is going to be what you share with a sibling. So, like, you and your brother have 0.25% DNA in common. Whoa. First cousins also share some DNA, but less. So, with that, geneticist Arthur Baudet, MD, says, People who look identical almost certainly share more DNA than two random strangers who don't look alike. So, it's possible that total strangers can share similar DNA at a level as, like, first cousins, Especially if, like, they're from, like, the same area of the world, just because, like, on some level we are all technically related. Like, the furthest out you get in the end, I think, is, like, cousin fifth removed or whatever. Yeah. So sometimes when you see people who look exactly the same, it's just because they might actually be super distant relatives and not know it. And so that could also explain why, like, sometimes people in this area are like, no, no, we took biology together. And I'm like, we did not. I did not yeah. take biology in college. I don't know what you're talking about. I, you know, I I went to college with a gal who I thought looked very much like her husband. Mm-hmm. Not related whatsoever. It's crazy. It's just the two <gasps> of them, like, share so much in their, like, facial structure that, like, blew my mind. There is a website, and I'm not going to tell you to do it because I don't know if it's reputable and I don't know what they're going to do with your face, but you can upload a picture of yourself. Oh, find like your doppelganger? Yeah, they use facial recognition software to compare your image against the millions of profiles in their database to see if you have a secret twin somewhere. It's called twinstrangers.net. Again, I am not telling you to upload your picture to that because I don't know what they do with it. I've done literally no research on it, but... Theoretically, you upload your picture and it finds a doppelganger of you. And the example they are giving of the twin strangers, they look fucking identical. Oh my god. So it's just... It's weird. That's crazy. So it's just... I guess it's called the twin strangers phenomenon. Wow. So Sarah from Sweden found Shannon from Ireland on twin strangers. After they both had signed up to the site, they got together in Dublin... And they they met up, and they they look identical. This is upsetting. That's crazy. It's like the opposite of, you know that site that uses AI, the thispersondoesnotexist.com or whatever? Yeah. Where it just, like, randomly generates someone, and it looks like a regular person, but that person doesn't exist? It's that, but the opposite. I just, that's so, that's so, that makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like somebody out there might have your face. Yeah, well, because, yeah, I mean, I think you're you're onto something saying that, like, there are only so many combinations mm-hmm. that can exist. Yeah. Right? It's so, there have been, you know, there are six and a half billion people alive on the planet right now. Right. Think about all of the human beings for the entire course of human history. Yeah. Odds are those 16 million pairs have doubled up more than a couple times. Yeah. That's... Ugh, I wonder. Like, it's it's so weird to think about, like, you know, somebody in, like, 1347 was just wandering around looking like me, not knowing I'd ever exist. Right. That's so weird. That's so weird. 
so weird. And, like, oh I will say, like, you guys are probably like, I mean, sometimes, you know, people just have very generic faces. These are people who have unique-looking faces. Mm-hmm. Like, I will send Sasha the link so she can look at it. Because I am... Um, this minisode has taken a turn from cephalopods. But... Yeah. Essentially, the twin strangers phenomenon is why we keep having overlapping topics with the Smithsonian and Science Friday. Yeah. But, like, these are people with unique faces, whose unique faces are very similar to someone not related to them. Right. Speaking of cephalopods, though, <laughs> just a bu- and and tricksters to kind of go back to our last uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. episode. <laughs> I completely no, no, no. this. No, no, no. I I didn't realize how far we were going to go along that thread, but that was really fascinating. No, I was just going to say, like, I was looking for, you know, like cephalopods and tricksters or whatever, and I found an article that basically did, like, an aggregate of interesting cephalopods from myth and folklore, and one that popped up that didn't didn't show up, you know, in my trickster research last week, but could could possibly be a rabbit hole we fall down another time. I mean, why not? Is the, and again, I just found this out, uh, found this, so forgive my pronunciation, but the Cecalia or Cecilia, Celia, Cecilia, we're going to call it the Cecilia. You're breaking my heart. Um, is a creature with origins in Asian and Native American mythology, legend, Ooh. and folklore Basically, accounts of their existence are recorded among cultures like the Haida, Tliget, Simshian, and Nootka tribes. And it seems that the Native Americans, American Indians, indigenous people on North America, attributed a certain connection between basically the octopus people and the raven people. And so, you know, we've talked, I think in the past we talked about like raven people, raven yeah. tribes. But basically, this is a story about octopus retaliation. <laughs> where a man from a raven tribe happened upon an octopus tribe woman with eight long braids of hair who was using a stick to prod the shore of the beach. And the raven was like, hey, octopus, are you digging for clams? And the woman ignored him. But after the fourth time that he asked, she's finally, like, fed up. And her hair turned back into tentacles as she grabbed a hold of the raven. And despite him, the octopus said, yes, I'm digging for clams. These are clams and I am digging them. By then, the tide had begun to draw nearer. And as the water rose higher and higher, raven answered politely yet nervously, you've answered my question, octopus. Thank you. Now, please let me go. (laughs) But despite his struggling, octopus held raven fast until the water grew higher and higher and octopus left Raven for drowned. <gasps> Raven's people, having watched the whole ordeal from afar, did nothing as they knew his nature as a trickster. Yeah. The next day, he was back, having easily returned from the dead, but from then on, he never asked another question of octopus again. I was going to say, let this be a valuable lesson. Don't talk to women who are doing shit. Basically. Let them do their shit. It's none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> Not to derail us back to twins. Please I- put us back to twins. <laughs> Just real quick. Just telling you what I'm Googling. (laughs) Yeah, this is Ripley's.com, and this is talking about the gym twins. So, these are... Oh, I don't like this. These women look alike. Yeah, isn't that upsetting? That's upsetting. It's upsetting. We'll post a link in the episode description. Again, we are not telling you to upload your picture. You can if you want to. We are by no means telling you to do it. Three doppelgangers. Come on. Bananas. So, the gym twins are two twins who were separated at birth. They were both adopted out to separate families. Both families knew that they were adopting one half of twins. 
but mm-hmm. they did not know who was adopting the other half. So they were reunited at age 39. They were both living in Ohio. So here's where it gets fucking weird twin bullshit. So Uh-oh. both had beloved childhood dogs named Toy. As schoolchildren, both were good at math and woodworking, but not good at spelling. Once they were early adults, both Jims got married twice. The first time, they both married women named Linda. When they got divorced, they both remarried women named Betty. Both Jim Lewis and Jim Springer, keep in mind, they were both given the name Jim, just in a vacuum. They both had a son. Both of them named their son James Allen. They were both heavy smokers. They drove the same car, a kind of Chevrolet. They both worked in security. So one was a security guard and one was a deputy sheriff. They took vacations at the same Florida beach. Uh, so the, that's fucking... Bleh. They took part in a study conducted by Dr. Thomas Bouchard of the University of Minnesota who found that their medical histories and brainwave tests were almost identical. And they also had eerily similar results in a personality test. I don't like that at all. It's so bizarre. That's... And, like, I realize that I just read a bunch of shit that's, like, statistically speaking, you're just as likely to have an identical twin be that person as just, like, a rando. But, like, can you imagine finding out there's a rando who has almost your exact name, who has followed a very similar life trajectory to you, down to, like, pet names, down to, oh, your first wife was named Linda and your second wife was named Betty? Me too. That's... I'm having really bad deja vu right now. Oh, my God. Is it from the other Sasha? I, I might be. <laughs> it's just, like, I I saw, like, you're talking about twins. Yes. But I'm in bed. This doesn't make any sense, because I'm in bed. And okay. we're we're recording an uh, an episode, right? Okay. This this has only happened once before, right? But I just like saw a text that I had got a couple hours ago, and like looked at it, like glanced at it from like the corner of my eye, but then was still like, I feel like I've been here before, like on my bed, reading a text from my group, like high school friends group chat, but then also talking to Courtney at the same time. I had that. And the chat is about birth control. And I'm like, I mean, yes, we've talked about birth control methods and pills and like going on different prescriptions and stuff many times before amongst yeah, my but friends, not right? This specific. But not this specific. Like, I'm, I'm having this really weird, like, woo. Yeah, right now. I had that a couple days ago. I was leaving the house to go somewhere. And I had the thought of, yeah, I'm leaving the house because I live in DC now. And in that moment, I was like, I'm having a deja vu moment because I remember being in the same position, thinking about how I now live in D.C., remembering, oh, I have to put on a mask. And I remember, like, dreaming it or something and being like, why do I have to put on a mask? Like, what a weird fucking dream. Yeah. And then it happened as, like, a deja vu. So fucking brains are insane. Fucking brains are insane. The world is weird. If you have a secret doppelganger twin, legally you have to tell us. (laughs) But, yeah. It's in the terms and conditions of listening to this podcast. in, we're not doppelgangers by any mean, but I yeah. know a lot of people when Jack and I started dating were like, you guys are the same person. I made that but joke. You've made I that called joke. called some from Up on Papa, Poppy Hill shit. <laughs> Every, yeah, it really is. We watched from Up on Poppy Hill on our third date. You didn't need to because you're living it. We live it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so, you know, we're not, we're probably 
going to try to venture out to Hawaii for our honeymoon. Ooh. But I've been playing a lot of Yakuza Like a Dragon. I just finished it a couple of days ago. But that game takes place in Yokohama and you know what else takes place in Yokohama is from up on Poppy Hill. Hill. So I've been adding like notable things from Yakuza 7 and from up on Poppy Hill onto my Google Maps and I'm making a day trip itinerary for my eventual trip to Japan, to mainland Japan and I'm like, this is going to be the Yakuza from up on Poppy Hill tour but also the Ramen Museum and Giant New Gundam tour. So basically, Yokohama has everything. (laughs) (laughs) What more could you possibly want other than everything at Yokohama? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I'm weirded out by the concept because I'm like, I have a unique life. And I'm like, do I? What if there's another Courtney out there right. who has a cat named Zelda and a partner named Jack? And a, a Courtney podcast. who went to JMU. Yeah. And played the trumpet. And played the trumpet. Maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. There, there were no other Courtneys who played the trumpet at JMU because I would, well, unless they went at a different time and we are not we are different ages. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, your doppelganger doesn't necessarily have to be exactly the same age as you, right? That's true. That is true. I have been told there have been several instances why, you know, obviously in the before times I was out in public without a mask on and I have had strangers approach me in like a Target. One girl genuinely was like, you don't remember we partnered on such and such project at George Mason. And I was like, I did not go to George Mason. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm really sorry because I was trying to buy a belt. And I was like, I just want to buy my belt in peace. And she was like, no, we were in class together. And she was insistent on and it. And you're like, I definitely did not go to George Mason. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been to George Mason. And so apparently I have a doppelganger in this area. And I know there's a woman in this area who has my same first and last name because we ended up with the same pulmonologist because they mixed our files up because they accused me of lying about the medications I was on because she was on a medication I had just been prescribed. <laughs> Wow. So maybe it's that, Courtney. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a lot. My late uncle Gary called me once and he was like, I'm just confirming you're in Virginia. And I was like, I am. And he's like, okay, because I just got back from the mall and saw you. And he, he lived in Palm Springs, California. So like... That I was like, no, I'm in I'm in Harrisonburg, Uncle Gary. I'm I'm in college, <laughs> and he yeah. was like, that's what I thought. But like, I was pretty sure I saw you, and I was like, haha, okay, sure. But like <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, he probably did. Yeah, that was also your like when Jack and I also like had started like early on in our relationship. He and his roommates went to a beer garden in Tyson's, and he ended up actually texting me a photo of like a girl who was probably like you know twenty five feet away, like at the bar, and he was like, "You're not at this beer garden, are you?" And I was like, "No." And it he was, was the like, other Sasha." Okay, and I was like, <laughs> "I mean, like," and I looked at the photo. And I was like, "Yeah, I would also mistake that person for me." And I'm me. <laughs> like, I like to think that I can tell myself apart from other people. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. if you've ever seen your other doppelganger, if you know them, if you know you have a long-lost twin, email spoopower at gmail.com. If you know anyone who has ever found out they were a twin separated at birth, email us. <sighs> I know we've done an episode on spooky twin bullshit before. If you were holding out on us then, now is the time. Yeah. So yeah, this has been a spooky half late. hour. Yeah. Short and sweet. And now we're both deeply unsettled. So, yeah. Merry we Christmas. Love you. We, we love you. We are, speaking of being deeply unsettled, we are going to, 
we've been in a folklore mood lately. We're going to pivot back straight into hauntings and horror yeah. shit. We're going to do some spooky shit. So yeah. if you're sick of the folklore, don't worry. We'll go back to spooky shit. We'd yeah. like to we like to maintain a balance here. Yeah. Anyway, and if you want more content because you're like it's only been a half hour session Courtney. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Yeah, check it out. And 3 bucks a month gets you so much content. Just finished talking about twilight if my voice sounds weird it's because i've been screaming at you for like an hour about before twilight. this yeah <laughs> so if you want to hear me scream at sasha for an hour about twilight join our patreon as little as three bucks a month gets you all kinds of juicy juicy bone cone juicy so, juicy thank you for listening check your thyroids you know go see an ent or your regular doctor and be like hey can you can you yeah just give don't my forget about your annual here. physical yeah keep up with shit you know yeah your body may not be a temple, but it is the meat sack that holds your brain. So take mm, as good of care of it as you can. <laughs> we love you in your meat sack. Have a great Yum. week. Thank you for your patience. Make good choices. <laughs> we love you. <laughs>